Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. What's up, Coach? What's going on, guys? We finally got a week of beautiful weather, Mm. and hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate, and we'll get baseball and softball in every day this week. supposed to be beautiful all week, so isn't that good? That's exactly right, and especially this weekend at the University of Arkansas. What a weekend to be on the hill. Softball's got a home series. Of course, you got the spring game, and then baseball welcomes the Tennessee Volunteers and Tony Vitello to town. Should be an exciting weekend. I figure Van Horn and Vitello before the first game will be buddy-buddy. Everything's okay. Uh, life <laughs> is going to be wonderful. But then the games themselves, I think, will be very tense, and we'll see how they react after the games. What do you think? I, I agree. That they're both very they're both very competitive human beings by nature. And you know, Coach Van Horn has hired guys with different personalities. If you look, Coach Thompson is more of a, a rah-rah, you know, motivational type. Coach Vitello is reserved, but he has that passion. And then Coach Hobbs is that, you know, silent assassin type, very analytical, very smart. So uh, you can kind of see a lot of the guys that Coach Van Horn has worked with come from all different backgrounds and all different types of coaching philosophies, even though they're a part of his coaching tree. So uh, they're all making their mark. You know, Lane Burroughs down at Louisiana Tech, uh, Coach Van Horn coached with him. And then, um, you know, some of his, his good friends across the nation are, are doing their own thing. So, uh, it, it should be a very spirited weekend, needless to say. I've got to ask you, Kev, how deep do you think that hatchet is buried between the coaches? I think it's I think it's done. I th- you know, they're always going to be, especially with NIL and the way the transfer portal is now, you're going to bump heads. And that's one thing that where college baseball recruiting differs from basketball and football. Once you commit in baseball, even though money changes and situations change, coaches really, they back off of you. It's more of an unwritten rule, which I know a lot of people cannot stand that phrase. But once somebody commits, other coaches back off of them, and they won't poach. You don't see a lot of that in college baseball recruiting. So I think that's done. Uh, the, the young man that uh, they were going after is at neither place right now, so I think they've moved on and they're looking forward to getting Omaha. Let's talk to Stan real quick. I can't believe uh, starts. Here. I cannot believe he had a baseball question. That would have blown me. <laughs> well, no, except to no, say he that, had a, that, he had that that a statement, not yeah, a question. Right. He yeah. Right. Yeah. Questions are all statements that uh, Coach Van Horn would ever yeah. win a national championship. So right. anyway, thank you for all that. Uh, that conversation, Stan, went rather quickly. Um, Kevin, we want to add something today is a small feature, and that is updating the rankings for ladies softball. That's exactly right, Randy. You and I have talked about it, you know, throughout the spring. Uh, my partner, Kyle Sutherland at Scorebook Live, and I know he uh, fills in sometime there at the Buzz as a producer, does a great job with 
uh, ladies softball across the state, uh, every classification, just like I cover baseball. Uh, Kyle is entrenched with softball around the state. Uh, he talks to coaches. He goes to these games. He gets to see uh, what these young ladies are doing uh, week in and week out as they try to win a state title. So uh, you can go to Scorebook Live, check out his rankings. He has a Super 7 poll just like I do. He has feature stories every week. And he has a softball notebook, uh, just like we have baseball at the end of the week on Thursday or Friday. So uh, looking at the rankings right now, Randy, across every classification, the top three are pretty solid with the exception of 3A. And I'll, I'll get to that. In 1A, Taylor, the defending state champions, there's a really good story on Taylor and the tradition that they've built. Uh, they're ranked number one. Bradley is number two, and Midland is number three right now. Uh, Woodland's knocking on the door of that top three. In Class 2A, East Poinsett County, 16-3 and three on the year. Riverside and then Woodlawn is number three in Class 2A. Going through Class 3A, Mayflowers won 14 straight games. They're 14-1 on the year. Baptist Prep, they've been in the hunt for, seems like, the past four or five years for a state title. Uh, they're 7-4 and four on the year at number two. Those four losses to higher classifications teams. And then Atkins comes in at number three with an 11-5 and five record. Uh, going to Class 4A, you got some heavy hitters right here from the northeast, northwest part of the state. The 1-4A represented very well. Gravit comes in at number one at 10-2. and two. Farmington, number two, 10-1 on the year. Then Boxite, number three at 12-3. and three. Uh, P. Ridge at number four, 10-5 on the season. Going up to Class 5A, Van Buren checks in at number one with a 16-2 and two record. Green County Tech, uh, those, yet, those young ladies... As sophomores last year made a run, they're number two so far this season with a 12 and four record. And then Benton comes in at number three, 12 and three on the season. Uh, we know Benton's uh, big winning streak got stopped this year by a crosstown rival Bryant. Uh, going to Class 6A, Bentonville, uh, very big softball tradition up there uh, for the Lady Tigers. They're 12 and one on the season. Rogers 19 and two, and then Cabot, the only undefeated team in the largest largest three classifications. They're ranked number three at 12-0. and 0. A lot of similarities. You're hearing a lot of familiarity. That's right. Between the boys <laughs> boys and the girls. One's playing baseball, one's playing softball, but those schools are very well represented. Oh, by the way, I'm not sure if you remember this or not. You may not be old enough to remember this. This from our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback. Mitch says, speaking of Northeast High School, he oh, said, yeah. Is that high school not there anymore? They were called the North Little Rock Chargers. That's how they end up calling themselves now the Charging Wildcats when they merge back together. It is there, but it is a junior high school now. So That's right. Still in place, if you're familiar with the Targeting, Target Shopping Center, Texas Roadhouse, right along yeah. 167, 67 McCain Boulevard. That's where you'll find North east junior high school so it is still in place um i have got my notes i'm thoroughly prepared for you as we turn our attention now to baseball and um same names seem to be occupying the top three slots but do i sense a move from cabot as they have had some impressive victories as of late that's exactly right randy they had uh, Conway beat a couple of weeks ago. It was two to one going into the seventh inning, and then Conway uh, reeled off five runs in the seventh inning to win six to two. Uh, they did. Cabot had a really good week last week, defeating Bryant. Aiden Velasquez, the senior UCA commit, was on the mound. 
they beat the Hornets. And then uh, sophomore Kale Turner, a good name for uh, Arkansas high school baseball fans to remember. Kale's a young, really, really good pitcher. Uh, he's 87, 88 right now, topping out. Uh, he's going to be a 90-mile-per-hour arm this summer. Uh, he's that close to it right now. He shut down Jonesboro as the Panthers won uh, one to nothing in that game at Jonesboro. So uh, Rogers Heritage had their 14-game winning streak stopped by Bentonville West last week in the last game of their doubleheader. Conway sitting at number two right now, 13 and four. Rogers, uh, it's it's their conference to lose right now, guys, and they're they've pretty much separated themselves. Uh, and there's seven conference wins going back to or eight conference wins going back to the first of the season. They've had six shutouts. And they've only allowed four runs in those six games, or uh, in the other two games. So, uh, big, se- big, big time season for the Rogers Mounties as they look to be uh, moving towards another state title. They're second in three years. Uh, Springdale Harbor checks in at number six, thirteen and five. Little Rock Catholics back in our Super Seven. Uh, they're ten and three on the season. Their game with Conway from last Thursday. Uh, was postponed due to weather, so really looking forward to that. Outside looking in, Fayetteville and Bentonville, uh, they split their doubleheader last week. So Bentonville Tigers, they're playing really well of late. So uh, look for those two to make a run here towards the end of the season. Class 5A, I guess, have you just gone ahead and permanently chiseled in Valley View? Tell you what, if they keep winning the way they're winning, yes, I will. And I did that last year in 4A, and they got beat in the state final. So, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it's a curse, but they're playing really good baseball right now. Going into last week, I talked to their pitching coach, Matt Snyder. Their team ERA was 1.58. Playing against the competition they played at Rand- against Randy is something That's amazing. that, you know, yeah, no, none of us expected. So they're 13-3 and right now. They got another sweep last week. Batesville pushed them. As you know, we were on the show last Tuesday. I was filling in for Rick, and uh, it was 4-4 four to four going into the sixth inning, and then Valley View pulled away late for a 6-4 win and then won the second game pretty easily. Uh, Little Rock Christian playing really well of late. Green County Tech still want them to be tested, uh, but they're 13-1. and one. They're ranked number three. Arkansas High swept Sheridan last week. They sit alone the 5A South right now. Maumel's playing good baseball. They're 11-6 and six on the year. They traveled up to Fayetteville last Friday. They didn't throw any of their top two pitchers. So, I mean, non-conference games against 6A schools don't have too much uh, to do with our ranking. So, uh, the 5A West makes a debut this week. Greenwood comes in at number six at 10-5. and five. Greenbrier has an identical record. They're number seven right now. Both of those teams are sitting atop the 5A West. Uh, Greenwood, we talked about it last week. Grant Carnes, uh, the All-State receiver, Sophomore uh, for the Bulldogs, he's doing really well on the mound this year. Him and Aiden Kennan, the senior Bulldog pitcher, are combined nine and one on the season. Uh, that has allowed Austin Mitchell to go to the back end of the bullpen as a closer. He has six saves on the year. Mitchell was, of course, a sophomore All-State player for the Bulldogs last year. Uh, outside looking in, Benton playing really good baseball. Blake Jake Jones had a no hitter last week against Lakeside. Uh, Marion struggled a little bit lately. They lost to Nettleton last week, got swept by Valley View two weeks ago, and then Batesville is playing some good baseball at 12-5. and Timing is almost perfect. That's right. (laughs) When we return, we will hear about 4A all the way down to Class 2A. And do want to remind you that we will also continue our discussion with – 
the Arkansas Little Rock matchup, as well as the matchup between Arkansas and Tennessee leading into the weekend. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. All right, Kevin, we were down to the 4A rankings of high school baseball. All right, we'll roll 4A to Class A really quick. Uh, Lone Oak sitting at the top 15-2. and two. They did lose a game to Valley View in extra innings the other night. Uh, not a big deal. End of the week, non-conference game was a great game with about five future D1 uh, commits on that field. Uh, Robinson, two. Stuttgart, three. Arkadelphia, four. Brooklyn, five. Pocahontas, six. Pocahontas did beat Brooklyn uh, last night in a walk-off game. Pocahontas came back from a 7-0 deficit to win in extra innings. Huntsville is number seven. Randy, the 1-4A right now is bonkers. There's four teams tied at 3-1 and one, uh, atop that conference so uh, a lot to be worked out up in the northwest part of the state in class 4a class 3a harding academy elkins camden harmony grove rosebud melbourne boonville and genoa central uh melbourne they get to take on walnut ridge this week rosebud is playing host to harding academy today that will decide the conference title in the 6-3a elkins still undefeated in conference play class 2a not much has changed woodlawn number one carlisle two bigelow three horatio four Episcopal 5, Riverside, the Rebels are number 6 this week. Southside B-Branch comes in at number 7. Riverside defeated Rector last Friday uh, to go 3-0 and on the weekend conference play. Episcopal travels to Bigelow tomorrow for a big conference matchup. Class A, Taylor still number 1 on the season. They come in at 11-4. and Norfolk still undefeated at 9-0. They had to come back against Calico Rock uh, yesterday. Well, it was tied scoreless going into the 6th inning. And then North Fork exploded for nine runs. Mount Ida's comes in at number three at seven and six. Viola defeated Westside Brewers Ferry. They move up to number four. Emo Vista defeated Wonderview last week. They're number five. Westside Brewers Ferry number six. And Scranton coming off a 24 to one win over County Line checks in at number seven this week. Very good. All right. First of all, before we talk about Arkansas, Tennessee, let's talk about Arkansas Little Rock. How do you see this matchup? Game one tonight. And then game two will be tomorrow. Yeah, I'm glad they're starting Cody Adcock. He's got to figure out if he's going to be reliable down the stretch in the SEC play. Let's just call it how it is, guys. He comes in, gets a start in the first weekend of the SEC play, six innings, three hits, no runs, looked dominant. Last couple outings coming out of the bullpen hasn't looked very good. So if he's going to be a starter, he can be in that role. They're trying to figure that out. Uh, I don't think you'll see a 17-7 to ball game when, like, Little Rock beat <laughs> Arkansas a few years ago. I think it was 2019. I don't think that's going to happen, guys. So, uh, there's some Arkansas flavor in this Little Rock Trojan lineup. Luke Pechtel from Robinson uh, starts. Ty Rhodes from Jonesboro will be a starter. Uh, one of their weekend guys, Jackson Wells, went to junior college first, and now he is one of the top pitchers for Little Rock. He's got a 1.52 ERA. Uh, and, and is their Friday night guy. So Jackson Wells is throwing really well for the Trojans. Jacob Weatherly comes out of the bullpen. He's another Jonesboro guy. Uh, you'll get to see him uh, the next couple of days. So uh, they're going to use a lot of pitchers. I expect Arkansas to as well. I hope you get to see Christian Fouch. Uh, he's had five appearances now, hasn't given up anything as far as uh, any runs. 
giving up a couple hits. But Christian Fouts could be one of those freshmen uh, that we see step up as well. I thought you were going to say something, Rick. I thought I heard nope. you. Okay. No. Nope. What else could I add to that? All right. Then uh, <laughs> then let's jump forward to Arkansas, Tennessee. What do you see as the key matchups there, Kevin? Arkansas has to limit strikeouts. Tennessee is one of the best pitching staffs in the nation. They have 362 strikeouts on the season through 28 games, uh, and they, or through 32 games, and they've only allowed 78 walks. So how do you do that? Get to Chase Dolander. Make him throw pitches. Uh, the rest of their pitching staff has been lights out. Uh, Drew Beam has a 2.52 ERA. Tennessee's ERA is still sub-3 at 2.99, just by a hair. Uh, they're not hitting home runs at the pace they did last year. They're, they've only hit 60 uh, through their 32 games. Arkansas, of course, they've hit 52 on the year. So uh, Blake Burke had a really hot start to the season. He's cooled off a little bit. He's got 11 home runs, 29 RBIs. He's hitting 325 on the year. So the offensive pace that was just blistering that Tennessee had last year, it's not the same offensive team. So they've struggled a little bit, and they've struggled mightily on the road outside the friendly confines of uh, their stadium. The, the I call it a box because that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a little shoebox that they just pile everybody in over there. So uh, it's going to be a raucous atmosphere this weekend at the University of Arkansas. Now, We've said it the last three weekends. How's the Arkansas pitching going to unfold? The key thing is Gage Wood. Gage Wood has, has established himself as the closer, I believe. And I think everybody else would agree. He has, you know, found the confidence within himself. He's going to go out there. He owns it. So that allows them to say, okay, if we can get it to Gage, we'll be fine. I would have liked to have seen Dylan Carter not throw in the 9-0 game last week. I think that might have given them a chance to win the second game against Ole Miss, but like I said, I'm at the, I'm on the couch watching the game and Coach Van Horn's filling out the lineup. So that's um, just one of those things that makes you scratch your head a little bit. Uh, we got to have a couple other guys step up because if they keep going with six pitchers every weekend, they're going to be taxed by the end of the season, and it's going to be tough in the postseason. We've seen that before. We saw it two years ago with Kevin Copps and Patrick Wicklander basically being the only guys they could rely on. Everybody else, it was just hopefully do good when they get out there. So. Uh, seeing those other guys step up, Hunter Holland continues to be solid. Uh, really like his chances. Uh, it's going to be a really good game uh, between Dolander and Holland. I think you're looking at two. You know, Dolander's picked to be you know top five, top ten overall pick. So you're going to get to see some heat uh, from those right-handers at Tennessee. Drew Beam throws hard as well. Chase Burns, another one. So it'll be a lot of fun up there, and I know the, the Arkansas Razorback fans will be in attendance. They're talking about maybe setting a record. I know that's over, what is it, Rick, 11-5, 11-6. I know the Ole Miss game last year on Saturday was the fifth or sixth largest. So if they can break 12-12-5, I think it's possible this weekend. Cram them in there. Got to shoehorn them in to do that, but uh, yeah. it, it wouldn't be surprising, particularly with the spring football game on Saturday. A lot of people coming in for the whole weekend. Any way they can get people in there on Saturday night, they'll try and do it. And people are paying outrageous prices for tickets. So, yeah, it, and I'll just make part, yeah, yeah I'll just make a plea to Razorback fans: if you can't attend, I'm not saying give your tickets away, but charge face value to a fan if you don't want to do that. Make a donation to a charity or something. I got a, a, some good friends that I've met through Arkansas baseball. Dennis Matters, 
uh, is a veteran. They're making, they're giving their tickets and then saying, hey, if you'd like to make a donation, we'll turn it over to a charity of your choice. So uh, something to think about, Hog fans. You know, do it for the state, do it for the for the ball team, do it for the university. Uh, but really looking forward to Arkansas this weekend. I think they take two or three. Should be fun. All right, Kevin. Thank you. That is Thanks, Kevin Bohannon. Thanks again to the Wood Family Dealerships.